Chapter 6 of Goose Quill Papers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adrian Stevens. Goose Quill Papers by Louise Imogen Guini. On Teaching One's Grandmother How to Suck Eggs. In the days of the schoolmen, when no vexed question went without its fair showing, it seems incredible that the proposition here to affixed as a title provoked no labyrinthine reasoning from any of those musty and hair-splitting philosophers. Aristotle himself overlooked it, Duns Scotus, and the noted Aurelius Philip Frastiferus Bombast Honemheim Paracleesus were content to repeat his sin of omission. Even that seventeenth-century English essayist and scholar, whose understanding was wide as the terrene firmament, neither unearthed the origin of this singular implied practice, nor attempted in any way to uphold or deprecate it. The phrase hath scarce the grace of an oriental precept, and scarce the dignity of Rome. It might sooner appertain to Sparta, where the old were held in reverence, and where their education, in a burst of filial anxiety, may be prolonged beyond the usual term of mental receptivity. It is reserved, therefore, for some modern inquirer to fix it, for certain, whether the strange accomplishment in mind was at any time in any nation barbarous or enlightened in universal repute among venerable females, or else especially imparted under the rose as a sort of witch-trick to conjurers, fortune-tellers, pythonesses, sibyls, and such secretive and oracular folk whether the initiatory lessons were theoretical merely, and at what age the grandams, for the condition of hyper-maternity was at least imperative, were allowed to matriculate themselves in the precincts of this lost art. It is a partial argument against the antiquity of the custom and against the supposition of its having prevailed among old Europe's nomadic tribes that several of these are accused by historians of having destroyed their progenitors, whereas it is reasonably to be inferred that the gentle process of obvious suggestions had such then been invented would have kept the savage fireside peopled with happy and industrious centenarians. After the arduous labour of their long lives, this new leisurely, immeasurably mild and genteel trade could be acquired with imperceptible trouble. Cato, mastering Greek at eighty, Dandello, leading hosts when past his nonage, are kittenish, and irreverent figures, beside that of a toothless goth grandmother learning, with melancholy energy, to suck eggs. We know not why the privilege of education, if granted to them without question, should have been withheld from their grey spouses, who certainly would have preferred so sociable an industry to whetting the knives of the hunters or tending watchfires by night. 
but no one of us ever heard of a grandfather sucking eggs. The gentle art was apparently sacred to the gentle sex, and withheld from the shaggy lords of creation until the fierce creatures, ignorant of the innutritive properties of the shell, took to devouring them whole. By what means was the race of hens, for instance, preserved? Statistics might be proffered concerning the antenatal consumption of fledglings, which would edify students of natural history. One bitterly disputed point the noble adage under consideration permanently settles a quibble which ought to have, quote, staggered the stout statuerite, unquote, and which has come even to the notice of grave inductive theologians, videlicet, that the bird and not the egg may claim the priority of existence. For had it been otherwise, one's grandmother would have been early acquainted with the very article which her posterity recommended to her as a novelty, and which, with respect for care, they taught her to utilize after a fashion best adapted to her time of life. Fallen into desuetude is this judicious and salutary custom. There must have been a time when a yellowish stain about the mouth denoted an age, a vocation, a limitation, effectually has the buller of the youth, the maiden's girdle, the marshal's truncheon or the judge's robe, or any of the picturesque distinctions now crushed out of the social code. Let a cynic add, who does not fear to chase a troop beyond bounds, that though certain misguided ancient ladies may lapse contemporaneously into the burlesque and parody of suction, and draw towards themselves some yet coveted fooleries, compliments, gallantries, alas, acronisms both. Yet the orthodox sucking of eggs, the innocent, austere, philosophic pastime, is no more, and that the glory of grandams is extinguished forever. The dreadful civility of our western woodsmen, the popular dissentient voice alike of the theatre and of the political meeting, the casting of eggs, wherefrom the elements of youth and eucundity are wholly eliminated, affords a speculation on heredity and appears as a faint echo of some traditional squabble in the morning of the world among disagreeing kingsmen, the very primordial battle of eggs, where reloading was superfluous, where every shell told, whose blackest spite was spent in a golden rain and hail, what havoc over the face of young creation, what colouring of pools and of errant butterflies, what distress amid the cleanly pixies and dryads, whose shady haunts trickled unwelcome moisture, terror not unshared even in the recesses of the coast. Quote, 
intus aquae dulcis vilvoque sedilia saxo nifarium dormus. Unquote. One can fancy the younglings of the vast human family, the successes of whose lesson to the elders was thus overwell demonstrated, marking the ebb and flow of hostilities, like the spirits of Richelieu and of the superb fourteenth Louis eyeing the great revolution. What marvel if, struck with remorse, at the senile strife of them whom old Fuller would name, she citizens, they vowed never, never, to teach another grandmother to suck eggs. So was it, maybe, that the abused art was lost from the earth. Nay, more its remembrance is perverted into a taunt more scorching than lightning, more silencing than the bolt of Jove. Teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Is not the phrase the scorn of scorn, the catchword of insubordination, the blazing defiance of tongues unbroken as a two-year's cult? It grated strangely on our ear. We grieved over the transformation of a favourite saw, innocuous once, and conveying a meek educational suggestion. We came to admit that the academe where the old sat at the feet of their descendants to be ingratiated into the most amiable of professions was nothing better in memory than an impertinence, and we sadly avowed in the underground chamber of our private heart that, as for worldly prospects, it would be fairly suicidal, all things considered, to aspire to the chair of that professorship. Let some reformer who cherishes his ancestress, and who is not averse to break his fast on an omelette, dissuade either object of his regard from longer lending name and countenance to a vulgar sneer. Shall such be thy mission, reader? We would wish the extended acquaintance with that mysterious small cosmos which suggests to the liberal palate broiled wing and giblets in posse the joy for many a year of thy parent's parent, who is in some sort thy reference and means of identification, the hub of thy far-reaching and more active life, but, prithee, wrench apart from their sorry association in our English speech. Purists shall forgive thee if thou shalt, meanwhile, smile in thy sleeve at the fantastic text which brought them together. End of chapter 6